0: Welcome to the UK Fantasy Football Show, Goal's weekly podcast that discusses many of football fan's favourite pastime. We'll be reacting to the results of Game Week 23, taking an in depth look at the relegation race, and revealing our teams for Game Week 24. Joining me, Sam, and Dave for this week's show is Goal's Deputy Head of English Language, Mark Buckingham, and we're being treated to a midweek match day this week. We haven't had one of them in a little while, which is coming off the back of what I can only describe as a weekend of saviour point scoring for us. Uh, Sam. You snuck in Sergio Aguero. And I, he, I didn't
1: sneak him in. I told you, you, snuck, you in the podcast. You snuck him in. it was put out on all major pod, pod, podcasting platforms. You I snuck. was very overt about it.
0: <laughs> but uh, I forgot until I saw it and I saw 26 points. Yeah. Um, I
1: would have been screwed if Aguero hadn't come up with that brace because my next highest point scoring player was, th- I got three points and I got three of them,
0: four of them. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd have been nothing nothing he really carried your team it's a great transfer in and one that I looked at with a deep degree of envy yeah how much
1: envy have you just uh,
0: transferred him so in, much envy that I threw him straight in as soon as there's so many points I scored he <laughs> scored uh did my wild card threw my toys out oh really so, so, well I couldn't get him in otherwise my strikers were all cheap I could have taken a hit I guess with a minus four but I just thought now is the time been flirting with a wild card for a while. I've made sweeping changes. I'll go through them in a little bit. Interesting you've done that because I was, I'm was i toying with playing my free hit. I, I'm saving it for the FA Cup because when the FA Cup starts to mess with the game weeks and you end up later in the season with one week where you've got like four teams playing and another week where you've got uh, 18 matches or something silly because of the way the FA Cup skews it. I always leave it till late, but... You do what you want. You take your free hit. Well, yeah, I am top on. So yeah, I say you argue that I know best. You do, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. You uh, extended your lead this weekend by a grand total of one point because thanks to Van Dyke, he was my saviour this week. 15 points, I think, he got in the end. Um, so he was another good example of a, of a top transfer.
1: And you were one you were loading last week as a one to buy. Yeah,
0: so I felt good, a little bit better about that. Um, but he kind of did exactly what I was sort of suggesting he might do. The fact he's such a threat from corners... And he is undervalued at 6.4 million. I mean, just looking at the screen now, Trent Alexander-Arnold got 10 points as well, but he's, an, he's a million more. How, I mean, Dave, you're the real winner here. you got both of them in your team.
2: Yep. Yeah, that goal uh, really elevated my score from being absolutely atrocious <laughs> yeah.
0: to just below average. So you got 43 points this game week, <laughs> yeah. and uh, what, 28 of those points came from... Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, I think
1: something to be mindful though with Van Dijk, Van Dijk and transferring him and expecting goal returns is that he for the rest of the season he won't be marked at corners by Fred and Brandon Williams. So, <laughs>
2: but what, didn't I, didn't Maguire try and get there as well? There was like three United players all trying to stop that cross coming in, wasn't there? But it's the like that,
0: it's like that a lot with Van Dijk though. Like he just seemed to effortlessly get the ball onto his head. It's timing, it does, isn't it? He just was waiting in the right place the right time didn't even have to really try that hard to beat the head over everyone yeah. else good corner time yeah, you run it, yeah, it was
1: it was a nice corner he didn't really have to do much he just jumped up in the air and let it hit him on the face but zonal marking is the uh, words fail me <laughs> as to how it is a very uh, you know a system that's implemented in professional football
0: in fairness van Dyke tears like man markers apart for corners as well like you see them try and chase him around and he's just gliding through the box to head that goal in. But Brandon Williams was there to block him. He's about five foot
1: six. <laughs> and then they had Fred as a supplementary blocker. He's about five foot four and crap.
0: Didn't quite work, did it? Uh, Ollie's at the wheel. Ollie's at the wheel. Uh, to be fair, 2-0, it could have been a lot worse for your team.
1: Could have been, been better if Martial had hit a barn door. Very true. Um, you know, who knows what would have happened if uh, Solskjaer hadn't been playing almost talismanic play with a broken back all season. <laughs>
2: But I mean, yeah. Liverpool had a few chances as well. They could have scored a few, like Mane. Yeah. Well, that Firmino's strike was ruled out, wasn't it? Um, Bavar after the foul on De Gea, and then did you uh, think that was a foul um, uh, at the time? I didn't, and then I started to come around to it a little bit that it, it was
1: actually backing into him. So you're part of the goalkeepers' union these days, aren't you? Mm, because you did some go- goalkeeper training.
2: I <laughs> don't know if that makes me part of it, but <laughs>
1: um, um, it was a foul.
2: Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, he it, it was it was challenging for the ball, though, quite genuinely, I
1: suppose. So, like, I, I still, I still so was Son, feel sun still still like... when he broke uh, Gomez's ankle.
2: So, what are we saying? That was a definite red card?
1: No, I'm just saying it was a foul. Because oh, right,
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I thought it was a yellow card. It I never went to break his leg, did it? It didn't look like a horrendous challenge. But yeah, I don't know. It backed into him a bit, but it was challenging for the ball. I thought De Gea should have handled it a bit better. Well, but the way, well, the way De Gea then reacted was totally out of order, just going up to the referee and shouting in his face and. The United players all surrounding the ref. I mean, if you know you've got Varshall, we don't need to do that anymore, do we?
0: I think it's going to take a a while for players to come around to that. Yeah. yeah.
3: Do you reckon it was a foul, Mark? Just about. Just about. But again, it is because it's on the goalkeeper. Yeah. I mean, if it had been Van Dyke challenging one of the defenders, it probably wouldn't have been a foul. But obviously, goalkeepers always get a little bit of extra protection.
0: Yeah. A 4-0 universal agreement here, then, that that was a foul. Same. Um, But Manny got through, didn't he, as well? And he just... Hit
2: it straight at De Gea's legs, which was quite frustrating because he was part of my uh, pathetic midfield this week <laughs> 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 that scored what is that? That must be like just over 10 think,
0: points or something there. I think all of our midfields did really bad, but we all have pretty much the same players in midfield, yeah. so it's yeah. not really that surprising.
1: Um, Henderson's shot I thought was really good when he hit the post. Oh, oh, yeah.
2: he that was a save by De Gea, wasn't it?
1: I'm th- oh, sure it was, yeah, it was yeah. a wonderful save, but he thundered that. And I, I thought it was in direct. This is where I'm going to get a bit deep with our tactical analysis here. Oh. Um, Warning. Which I'm going to segue, <laughs> segue into making a very strong fantasy football recommendation. In the Leicester match, the ball came across to James Madison twice. And he should have just pinged it first time. It was rolling beautifully. You can just whip it up. He controlled it and then jinked back in and then scuffed his shot both times. So basically, sell James Madison. That's because he doesn't take first time shots. It looked like he was under the um, the, the guide of Van Hal, where you weren't allowed to take first-time shots when he was managing United. I might drop him. I've already dropped. I thought it was a half-baked
0: argument, but I didn't expect you to fall for it. Well, I, I think It's not
2: been as... This- He's not been prolific, has he? No, he had, go, he had
0: or... one good game week recently. Off, but yeah, they had some difficult games before that. So was I... that Newcastle match. was 11, wasn't
2: it? 11 yeah. points and then two and two in the last two.
0: I'm thinking of dropping it. I've already dropped one Leicester player in my little wild card spree. So I might drop him. But it's just trying to find someone of a similar price because he isn't that expensive.
1: Now, I, I honestly think it's a, a Brendan Rodgers diktat that you have to take a touch before you shoot. Outside the area, which is do
2: why the managers actually
1: stop players from doing that. It seems like a bit of a yeah odd thing
2: to be like. Well, always, I managers, always take
1: a touch. Van Hull did, yeah,
2: did they? Yeah, it just seems like an odd like if if you're working on stuff in training and like an opportunity comes to you in a match and you you get a chance to hit it first time from outside the area, especially with players like Madison, who is technically amazing, you'd always fancy him to you know hit the target. Yeah, but
3: then it's the manager's instructions isn't especially it? especially in the Premier
2: know. League as well which is what I found was a lot of chances do come from that that area just outside the area where you, you can get a snapshot what do you away mean you just... found you sound like you used to play in the <laughs> Premier <playing>. League <laughs> did you not remember when I played there I <laughs> meant when I used to watch it like Premier League um, when Huddersfield were up there I thought to myself it's very hard I found it was actually quite hard for the teams to work themselves into the area and you always had that bit of danger because of the quality around the edge of the box that someone could just lash it in from
0: nowhere really and well, well, that's clearly what Steve Bruce did with John Joe Shelby, because he was like, we just can't get the ball in the goddamn box. Yeah. John Joe, get the ball, shoot. We can't we, we it can't pass true. either. The fact we managed to beat Chelsea is just ridiculous to me, considering we just cannot pass as a team. It's just absurd, and it kind of masks, at the moment, some of the problems at Newcastle. In well, I don't watch a huge amount of um, Newcastle, because I'm, I'm sane, but, like,
1: Sean Longstaff was heralded as the new Michael Carrick mixed with a bit of Perlow. Can
0: he not pass it? You can sometimes. I mean, the match that I watched that really convinced me that we couldn't pass it, I'm not sure he actually started in that match. That was against Leicester when we lost 3-0. And it was every single pass, every other pass was wayward or just useless, No, going nowhere. It was not a good passing performance. And I think that while they might have one or two people in the team who can pass a ball, Shelby being the greatest example of that, he's very, very good at passing. If only a couple of people can pass, you can't string a lot together, really. Yeah. Um, just one, two the way up the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> might be might be easy to mark that. I guess out of the game, it's just a bit of a problem we've got at the moment. We can't really score a whole lot. Amran is kind of find a, found a bit of form there, but I mean Hayden's scoring a winner. He's not really a goal scorer. Joel Linton's proven to be a terrible in. Yeah, um, I think forty mil. Uh, it's around that. It's thirty to forty mil. I can't remember the exact figure. It's just
3: but, an average Premier League striker these days <laughs> for that price. Yeah.
0: So we kind of need to sort that out, but. I guess on the positive side, we've got three points. We'll come back to the relegation battle in a little bit and, and where Newcastle is sitting within that. Uh, let's just look at the tally that we've got so far uh, in our little fantasy football show league, which is Sam Top on 1,272 points. I'm now second, although well, I have been second for a while, with 1,243 points. And then Dave, lags behind a little bit in third, with 1,181 points. Uh, no changes at the top of our UK fantasy football show Public League Where Mijinal Islam remains top He stuck with Aguero as captain Good move Why change a winning formula I think and I think a lot of FPL managers Will be throwing Aguero into their team this weekend uh, He must be the player who's been transferred in the most I'm just having a look yeah. 174,000 people have thrown him in In the past 24 hours Very popular
1: You know where I go people follow <laughs> Okay <laughs>
0: Listeners, you can join our league and test yourself against us all season long. The code to type in on the FPL website is NHC4WZ. So, this week our big talking point is the relegation battle. Unlike the title race, which at this point is pretty much a procession, uh, there's all to play for in the bottom half of the league. Uh, I want to start by going through our predictions... When uh, in the show earlier this season, so we ordered pretty terribly, to be honest. So Dave, you kicked us off in the show. I think it was four episodes in with uh, Sheffield United, Ber- Burnley, and Brighton.
2: Oh well, not terrible.
0: Not terrible. Not terrible. Sheffield United is going to be a common theme here as we go through mm-hmm. these. Uh, I predicted Sheffield United, Crystal Palace, and Brighton. So I probably did worse. Palace have had a. What do you mean, probably? But. <laughs> They do it, uh, So I've had a worse time of it. And then Sam is probably the winner here.
3: Oh. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Have you not learned, Miles?
0: Uh, because he picks the only team that are actually in the bottom three. Uh, Norwich, rock bottom at the moment. Uh, he went Norwich, Newcastle. was wrong there, potentially. And Sheffield United. So again. Because I was humming and harring about Newcastle, wasn't I? Yeah. Was, and I think I only put them in to spite you. Yeah, you did. It was between them and Brighton. It's not like that. Right. And you change your mind. So we all had similar-ish teams in there but yeah, it's proven to be quite different in the end. Sheffield United being the big uh, sort of exception to that rule. What I was going to do, actually Mark who did you go with? Who were you thinking would be relegated? Were there any teams that jumped out at you at the start of the season?
3: I'll probably say the three I'm going to say in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go uh, I No, I think, I think Sheffield United would have been fair, really um, because it's one of those where they, obviously they've done fantastically well but you were never sure quite how well their tactics would translate to being in the Premier League. Um, I think Norwich um, in particular, because you actually look at their squad and what they did last summer, they didn't spend much money at all. Um, And you kind of got the, get the impression certainly as kind of the season's gone on. Obviously they're not doing a lot in January that they're kind of thinking we'll bank all this money. We get relegated. We're not going to have loads of players on big contracts and stuff. We pool our resources together try and come straight back up and then you're in a better position um, to maybe sort of consolidate in the Premier League for two, three seasons, maybe something similar to how Burnley have done. Um, And then outside of that, probably someone like Brighton, I would have said. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, just, you know, Graham Potter who came in over the summer. Again, it it was a bit of a risk, you could say, giving him the job. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's probably worth saying that they would have gone down if I was predicting three back then.
0: All right, we'll go through who we actually think now at this point uh, will be relegated later in. First of all, what I thought we'd do is just run through the table, ascending from 20th to assess where the different teams are in the sort of positions before we give our thoughts. So, Rock Bottom, 20th, and Norwich with 17 points. They did win at the weekend, didn't they? Was it against Bournemouth? Yeah. Um, And so that has helped them a little bit. They were six points adrift before that. But yeah, three points adrift from Bournemouth actually in 19th. Do we have any hope for them in this room? No. 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 All-round no's. That was a pretty easy one, actually. Seems like they're a dead search for for us I think they're all going to go down. 19th then, Bournemouth. This is an interesting one. They've been in the Premier League for a few seasons now under Eddie Howe. They do look pretty screwed at this point. There were four defeats in a row. Feel like they're in free fall. What do we reckon about them? They're gone. I I
2: think they're gone as well. They just lost to Norwich. So, Hmm. I mean, that's, if anything seals your fate slightly, it's when the other worst team in the league beat you.
3: Yeah. I mean, um, their the big problem, certainly in the last few weeks, has been scoring goals. I mean, they've only scored 20 in 23 Premier League games this season. I think it's not scored in seven of the last nine games. Callum <laughs> Wilson's not scored in the league since September. And I just, I mean, I think the fact they've been in the Premier League for so many seasons is a fantastic achievement for the size of their club. I would say they have spent a hell of a lot of money over the last few years as well and you just wonder maybe now is it getting to the point a bit similar perhaps with like pochettino at tottenham are they getting a little bit tired of hearing eddie howe's voice on the training ground and stuff is he no longer able to inspire them motivate them or you know just bring a bit of freshness to they've, what's gone on
0: they've made some poor signings with that splashing of money as well haven't they like signings who looked initially like you know you raised your eyebrow a bit and thought mm. what are they doing signing them for 17 million
3: mostly Liverpool
0: rejects. yeah.
3: Solanke, sort of like who's the other one in Liverpool? decide uh, I Jordan Ibe. Uh, Ibe a few, was it, yeah. uh, yeah. So I'm, anonymous, I forgot he yeah. existed. And I mean, yeah. I think the big problem Bournemouth are going to have if they get relegated is you could conceivably see them struggling in the championship next season because they're going to have, if you like, a bit of a bloated squad and it's how many of those players are they actually going to be able to, to cash in on, you know, maybe Callum Wilson, but was it 12 months ago people were talking 50, 60 million for him? You're well, not going to get anywhere near that now. Up
1: to September, especially from an FPL point of view, everyone was all over him because he was getting at least five to seven points every single game week up until about game week seven, I think. And then he's, he's I think the most he's got since then is two points. Um, yeah. Rubbish. And, you know, not wanting to boast about my predictions. Go um, oh, all right. Oh, well. <laughs> um, Ryan Fraser, shite. Everyone at the start of the season go, oh yeah, he's brilliant. He's got, so he, he was got, good like, last
0: season. To be fair to him,
1: yeah, but like no, so was so was Harry Maguire. Um, <laughs> he's got 14 assists last season, and yeah. um, some smart Alec was saying he'll defer back to about six in a season. Mm-hmm. Sort three so far this season, so pretty much on track for that. So you all think Bour- Bournemouth are screwed then? Well, I think, I, th- I think the fact they've got 20 points and you need
0: about 35, 36 to be safe, are they going to win six games? I think that they're, I think they'll come back. So, I mean, what we've seen so far this season are teams that look down and out. So Watford and Southampton probably being the best cases. And in those examples, I mean, Southampton didn't sack the manager. It looked like they might do at one point, especially when they got smashed by Leicester. But um, Watford, obviously, they brought Pearson in and that's helped them have a bounce. I still think Bournemouth could come back a bit. I think they. They are clearly uh, out of form at the moment, but they still have some pretty decent decent depth in that squad. People with Premier League experience, and they're not like that many points off. You know, you look at um, 17th, for example, Watford. So they're out of the relegation zone. It's only three points off them. They're not that far adrift or anything like that. Now, but, uh, I, whilst it is
1: only three points, I think I'm looking at it as in the sort of percentage of matches left that they've got to win. Um, and that three points is a win and Bournemouth are not winning. They've got a win. Hmm. They, they need to get to, they need to win five plus games. And I can't see that happening. Watford need to win four games. I think that one game is a huge difference.
3: And it's the, it's the question really is, like you say, they're on a bad run of form, but what is it that's going to jolt them out of that bad run of yeah, form? Yeah, that's why
2: I don't see everything you said before kind of makes sense about them. You know, Eddie how has been there a long time. It is stuff being translated onto pitch? You know, they have had when, injury problems. John, oh, you know, Philip, Bill, Philip Billing was another sign in. I mean, he was like mm.
3: over 10 million yeah. to bring yeah. into midfield. And what's he done for them?
2: Mm. Nothing.
3: Yeah, really. that's it. They've spent like sort of 10 to 15 million pounds on a lot of players. Yeah. But how much have they really improved them and progressed? So they've them? only
2: won five games this season. Remarkably, two of their victories, one of them was against Chelsea and one of them was against Manchester United. Mm. <laughs> and they managed to draw against Arsenal. So they've picked up points probably where you don't expect them to um that's maybe what
0: you're looking at miles as in like a potential. Well, I mean, you look at what happened this weekend with burnley and leicester and i mean i can't imagine many people went into that match thinking burnley would beat them especially when did they go one nil down as well at one point yeah,
1: yeah. like
0: i don't think many people mm. said oh that they'll come around for that but they did and sometimes all you need is one good performance so you look at the next few games bournemouth they've got brighton this midweek at home and bournemouth are much better at home than they are way where they are terrible and then after that, skipping out the FA Cup game that they'll field a second team for, they're at home again to Aston Villa. So, you know, get a couple of decent results against those. They're probably six-pointers, six aren't they? Very mm-hmm. much. they six-pointers. And then even after that, you've got Burnley um, coming up sort of on the horizon within a, a couple of games after a Sheffield United uh, clash. And I think if they haven't won either or both of those games, then I think they probably are a bit screwed because they do need to win those teams that are just above them within touching distance. But I don't think they're down and out yet. I wouldn't say they're like Norwich, where it's very difficult to see them come back. It's
2: just hard not to look past that form table where they've got all those L's next to them. <laughs> but <laughs> but last look at Burnley. But games, look so. at
0: Burnley. You know, they were exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, I think, Burnley, I think yeah, but, Burnley. But Burnley, Burnley started
1: up. from a much higher point there, didn't they? I think mm. Watford's a better example. You know, that's what's like 11 points they've picked up in the last five games. They were down and out. So it, it could happen. You know, that's the beauty of football. Okay. Uh, but yeah,
0: done. Done. <laughs> Don't okay, even bother with them. 18th then, Aston Villa. Safe. Safe, you're yeah. saying? See, yeah. No, I think they're done. I think the mercurial Jack, Jack Grealish will
1: power them forward. I think Rainer will be the saviour in terms of uh, their defence. Bring a bit of a uh, solidity to it. And I think I think they'll get more points than Brighton, essentially.
0: Okay, so that's your barometer here. Yeah, I think West
1: Ham and Watford will, will just about do enough. Uh, Brighton, I think, crap. I think they'll go down. I know you mentioned Grealish as well, and... I don't think
2: he's one of those players that's like going to keep him up. Yeah, he does pop up and score for them, but and he is a little bit like when you think of the Aston Villa team, he's the first player you think of, but he's not a game changer. Oh, he is a game changer. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think he's just hyped. He just play. he's, he's just a creative player that plays in a, a role where he gets the attention because he, he pops up with a goal every now and again. He doesn't make that team a great deal better than it already is.
1: I think it's he's just, got the, the mindset and the mentality of, you know, of, of the captain. He is the captain. I, we were discussing it last week in the office. If who would you prefer, if your team to sign, of Madison and Grealish, Grealish all day long.
0: Similar kind of. I think of they're play. both. I think they're both very similar. I, I wouldn't. I think, think it, well. I think it depends on the position you're referring to, or oh, the players, the team, sort of. Like for Newcastle, I'd rather have Grealish, but other teams might prefer Madison. And I, don't look, I wouldn't look at either of those players and go, oh,
2: I definitely prefer Grealish over Madison. Like, I'd be literally trying to work out the difference between the two of them. I'd say they're mm. both very similar players. Mm. I don't think either of them are really, like, captain material. I think in I think the Aston really Villa sh- team, they're just trying to get a price on him, essentially, because they're, they're hoping that someone stupid like Man United will come along and pay crazy money for him.
1: You're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> But so,
2: I think Villa are down for me. I don't think, like, defensively, they've been really poor this season. They've got the second worst defence in the league to Norwich, and I think that tells you a lot. Uh, 44 goals they've conceded. So um, that's got to be a telltale sign, hasn't it? If you can't, if you can't sh- keep goals out, then yeah,
0: you're going to struggle. Yeah. So you're you're going with the bottom three of the ones that I'm down. going with the current bottom three, yeah. Okay. What about Watford then? So Watford are currently one point of the relegation zone, looking much better into Pearson. Do we think that they have legs to continue that government reform?
1: Yeah, I do. know mm. yeah, they've got left. Thirteen games, they've got to win four matches. I think they'll do that.
0: You think they can win the four matches? Yeah. yeah.
1: Powered by powered by Troy Dini. Decore. Decore. <laughs>
3: Mark, what do you recommend Rotford? Yeah, I think they've just got that little bit of momentum now. That, they just hit it at the right time, yeah, haven't they? And you know, right. Pearson, Nigel Pearson's come in, kind of they're a little bit more organised, if you if you want to say, from a Premier League point of view, in terms of being able to get results. Um, and I think, yeah, they should, like Sam says, four wins, they should be able to do that. Um, you know, and I think momentum at this stage of the season is quite key, really.
0: Yeah. I'm not so sure about Watford, but I'm I'm sort of on the fence. I can't decide on who my third team would be, to be honest. I'm umming and in between a couple of different options. West Ham. Well, I think Moyes, Moyes is going to keep them up. Yeah, but... Do you have reckon you said, West Ham? Well,
3: eight of their next 10 Premier League games, they've got to play. They play Leicester this week. Twice against Liverpool, Man City, Arsenal, Wolves, Spurs, Chelsea. That's eight of West Ham's next ten Premier League. I mean, it is one of those where they could get two or three surprise results. It'll be, and, it'll
1: be West Ham that beat um, Liverpool, won't
3: it? You know, and they'll either do that and obviously they'll be safe, or you could they could lose eight out of those ten games. Yeah.
0: The time to play the Sturs top teams is in the last sort of few games really of the season, isn't it? When they're sort of looking towards the holidays. They're not going to win the title. They're out of the top four race or they're out of the title race and as everyone sort of is. Now it's a little bit more difficult mm-hmm. to win. Those games. Like you always used to see it with, I think it was Sunderland that always used to come back at the end of the season, beating some big teams and su- somehow surviving the drop season after season. Yeah, that's tough for West Ham. I hadn't seen their run, to be honest. But mm-hmm. I don't think that matters. No. No. That's hey, right, eight
1: out of ten. So say the other two matches are—I don't know who they're hmm. against. Are slightly more. Well, they were definitely will be easier teams. Win those two, they're up to twenty-nine. So they need—they then need to win a couple more games. Done. Pick up a couple of draws out of that t- eight out of ten. I'm a remarkably positive person today. Aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> is
3: it just because David Moyes is the manager? Absolutely not.
1: Um, Agent Moyes. <laughs> um, no, I think if anything, if we're going to pick a spurious reason as to why I want West Ham to stay up, it's the fact that Robert Snodgrass has started playing again.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. Big fan of Snoddy. Yeah,
1: he's just good at set pieces. All right. And I, I've
0: got a lot of time for that. It's so <laughs> <that's, laughs> as a, as a, as
1: a similar dead ball specialist. <laughs>
0: Well, twenty-three points there. Also, only one point above the relegation zone. They do have a game in hand, but the game in hand is against Liverpool. So, not a great game in hand to have. They're probably not going to win that. I think it's fair to say. Fifteenth, a Brighton, very much still in the mix of relegation, only three points above the relegation zone. Does anyone think they might still go down?
1: Yeah, I think I think it'll be um, they'll be the third team. Okay, uh, just because I've got nothing positive to say about them. <laughs> I like Aaron Connolly, reasonably good Premier League footballer. Um, that's about it Aaron Moy quite like him as well oh my that's yeah. why they're not going down and the only reason I like him is because of you <laughs> which is that's a compliment it really. is isn't it? <laughs> thanks thanks
2: um, touched
1: by that yeah it's a difficult one with
2: Brighton I think I'm always I quite
0: told because they put in some really good performances yeah. sometimes they've beaten Spurs early this season haven't they they got a result against Chelsea I think it's just the overhead kick that makes me really like them if anything <laughs>
2: that makes me think they're not going to go down it might just be that they don't quite have the little bit of rot that some of the other teams down there potentially have, Mm. like your Bournemouth. And I do have a little feeling that Burnley might get drawn into this, Um, probably for similar reasons as Bournemouth, in that maybe Dyche has done as Mm. much there as he can possibly do. Maybe, but I was looking,
3: actually, because... I did some research for a change. Um, I was looking at Burnley's record. Actually, they they had a, they have had a run over the last sort of two three months. They lost three Premier League games, won the next two, lost three Premier League games, won the next two, then lost the last four before beating Leicester yesterday. So you wonder. I mean, all right, they're playing they're at Man United couple this couple week, more. so who knows? That could be a win, could not be. But you know, I think they only need the, a few more wins n- to. Yeah, year. I think, think that's out, when it. When they're at twenty-seven, and you know. Might not even need to be four wins really for Burnley, and I think they, they've got enough. Kind of, um, I suppose their style of play makes you feel that they're a little bit more capable of grinding out a win yeah, if they need it.
1: I'm, I'm, I think Burnley are easily safe. You know, another win, and they could feasibly be ninth. I think people <laughs> thinking they're... Um,
2: such a poor league isn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean they're so shit. fortunate a
1: lot of those teams down mm-hmm.
2: there are so fortunate that this season there has been mm-hmm. quite a lot of mm-hmm. poor performances there. I that's think that's the...
1: one of the ways that I, you can sort of say people go oh Liverpool greatest Premier League team of all time it's like well it's probably the shittest league of all mm. time because Man United and Chelsea are four, fifth and fourth yeah you know yeah
3: mm. and, I, and I think as well when, when, it's
1: embarrassing that Liverpool have drawn a game yeah. <laughs>
3: And, but you look yeah. at all those teams down towards the bottom end, you know, the bottom six, seven, you know, for whichever three of those get relegated, how many of their players do you think Premier League clubs are actually going to be clamouring to sign in the summer to keep them mm. in the Premier League?
0: Well, I think it's probably a few exceptions, aren't there? I mean, we've gone over Grealish, mm. probably being one of them. Yeah, but
3: I, I don't think they will get relegated. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan
0: Aki. <laughs> the thing is, though, the teams that are down there,
2: a lot of them you probably... I mean it's not a disaster if they get relegated uh, any of no. them are quite happy to get relegated and they know they'll they'll come back fairly strong in the championship one way or another it might take them a
0: couple of seasons mm-hmm. to get promoted again Watford are one of those teams that could just have one of those meltdowns couldn't they, yeah.
2: they down yeah because yeah. they've been down season. in a while but it's not been mm. that long has it since they I were think down in the championship
3: Bournemouth are the same Bournemouth remind me I mean I know obviously Fulham were only in the Premier League for that one season but kind of remind me a little bit of them in terms of you've mm. got a lot of like say cash spent on your squad, I mean, it depends what's in those players' contracts for, mm. you know, when they get relegated. Are the clauses in there and stuff like that? And, you know, are they going to be stuck with a lot of those players or not?
1: Um, when I was looking and sort of choosing which teams I wanted, I thought would be <laughs> relegated, I was looking at, like, you know, sort of doing as you asked, Miles, actually, and trying to tie it into Fantasy League and see if there's <laughs> any people that would be worth it. And I started looking at Pukki. He's now back at his starting price, six and a half mil. Um, how the mighty have fallen, uh, but still a million people still own him.
0: Yeah, I think it's just because people get lazy about dropping Those people. Are the guys really, that don't yeah, make yeah, any in, really, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, it must be.
1: There's um one of our Australians who works for Goal called Kieran Francis. Um, has evidently tossed off playing fantasy league, um, because he got like four points on Saturday. And, like half of his team are injured, <laughs> and he just doesn't
0: care anymore. He's still got sixty more points than <laughs> Dave. <laughs> That hurts. That hurt. That was like Pete's score, though, wasn't it, when we brought him on the show? Yeah. And he had such a high score, and he hadn't touched it since the start of the season. Painful to see that sort of stuff, really. Is there anyone from Bournemouth you reckon would be tolerable from a fantasy football perspective? Right now, no. But, I mean, you get him back in form, Wilson. You know, you'd think he'd, he's worth a punt in, in decent form. But right now, there's no way you'd put anyone in your team in the right mind. Maybe... Um, is it Ramsdale who starts in goal for them yeah he's mm. doing alright I think yeah. he might actually be their top point scorer yeah he gets a lot of, points, a lot of save points because their defence is so shabby but I don't really think there is at the moment I don't think you'd be a bit of a, a madman to throw anyone in unless you were taking a real gamble Ake sometimes when they're in form but they're just not yeah they're really not in form are they uh, it was Harry Wilson as Harry well. Wins,
2: he comes up with some points, doesn't he? Now, anyway. Early he's in the he's season. only got
1: 60 points or 59 points as Harry Wilson. So you know, that's that's pretty crap considering he's mm. like six, six and a half mil. Mm. I've had Rico on my bench most of the season and he came up with some points, didn't he, for quite
2: a
0: while. But I think now they're looking in trouble. Yeah. I, I think Norwich are more appealing for points because their players are a little bit cheaper. They're in the... Arguably, in, at least they're scoring, unlike Bournemouth, so you can get the odd goal. Even yeah, if...
1: Bournemouth have very much got their prices inflated based on last season.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think there are other players sort of in that mix down in the relegation area where there's some value, as Dave's found with Decorey. How much is he, Decorey, when you managed to throw him in? He's or five?
2: Um, I'm not sure.
0: 5.6. Five point, yeah. So, yes, yeah, there's, there's some value in there. It's just picking the right players, I guess. I've thrown in. We're going to get onto him now, actually. So... Um, well, Southampton are 13th. First, obviously, Danny Ings being the the big one that has been a lot of value to a lot of FPL managers lately. Does anyone think Southampton are going to go down now at this point? No, no. I That's think it'll save them.
1: Yeah, I think from 15th onwards, they're in trouble. Yeah. Burnley upwards are safe, including Newcastle. Miles, yeah, so you are safe. <laughs> so
0: I've actually thrown a Newcastle player into my team in my little wild card spree, which I'm going to regret definitely because it seems to kill them in terms of form. But Almiron has gone in because he's scoring a lot at the moment now. He's very, very cheap, and I just needed a cheap midfielder because I'd thrown in Aguero into my attack.
1: I don't know why you do it to yourself.
0: I don't know either. Really. Yeah, you Because to do it you
1: every time, on, and then I know, it just
0: backfires. I know. I know. You
1: keep on inching closer to me, than you make <laughs> harebrained decisions that um, had it all crushing down
0: again. Yeah, it's not going to end well. But he's in there. He's he's because he is still cheap, considering that he's scoring a bit. You know, he scored. Let's have a look here. He's got eight points the week before last. He's not done that well. He scored a bit in the FA Cup. <laughs> and he, oh, okay. <laughs> he scored against Palace a few game weeks ago and uh, I think we've got a decent run coming up which is what talked me into it as I was pa- sat there how much is he? he's 5.8 <laughs> so very very cheap but li- like I wouldn't have put him in if unless I'd put in Aguero who completely distorted the entirety of my team you'll be glad to know by the way I'm jumping ahead here but you'll be glad to know Sam after all your abuse for weeks and weeks i finally dropped Tommy Abraham he's gone after that performance at the weekend
1: Who uh, who is he playing?
0: Newcastle who are safe therefore a Premier League team (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay anyway so no one thinks Newcastle are gonna go down do they no no, don't mate all hail Steve Bruce Uh, on the same amount of points now as Everton and Arsenal 29 points again I guess no one thinks they're gonna go down pretty much from this point onwards I think we're safe to say they're all safe aren't they but you know you look a little bit higher Crystal Palace on 30 points Spurs on 31 points I didn't realize they hadn't uh, elevated themselves up, but they haven't really t- kicked on since Mourinho's come in, have they? No, I'm just looking at the table now. If United beat Burnley on Saturday, we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> you can call it. You're yeah. close to that forty-point mark that you need. Then focus three on six, the Europa League. Six, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Then heads down for the cup. <laughs> I thought you said you didn't want the cup. I've come uh, around to it now. Yeah, I'll take I can get <laughs> I Honest. Uh, Sheffield United. Have we mentioned them? Because they're seventh, which you know is pretty remarkable considering we all thought they were gone this season, weren't they? Yeah, it's class. I hope he gets manager... I mean, to be honest, he won't clop a win manager this season, but he's done a remarkable job there oh, at Sheffield yeah. United. Sensational. Yeah, they've won eight.
1: Eight's good. It's a good amount of wins, Zach. So, uh,
0: yeah, I think they've been smashing. It's just their stubbornness away from home that's really put them in that place in the table. Has it lost one away game? Has it two away games? Liverpool and maybe Man City? I think and do you right.
1: know what else I like about Sheffield United? Is that John Fleck is scoring a few goals for them? Because he like when I was just getting to the end of playing like desktop or laptop version of Football Manager, he was one of the wonder kids on it. Uh, So I've just got that
0: natural affinity. Um, Towards him, yeah. Yeah, it's funny how little things just just make you like (laughs) teams or players. Right, so let's run through. Who are relegated teams? Um, Start with you, Mark. Who have you gone with your three? I'm going to go Norwich, Bournemouth, West Ham. Norwich, Bournemouth, West Ham. Sam, who have you gone with? Norwich, Bournemouth and Brighton. Okay, Brighton in the mix. Dave? And mine is Norwich, Bournemouth and Villa. Okay, and I'm going to go with Norwich, Villa and Watford. I'm the only one that's going to pick Bournemouth to stay up. I'm probably going to regret that, but a little bit of variation. I don't think any of us have picked the same three, have we? No, Dave's okay. just read to the table out. <laughs> <to> <laughs> Leaving behind our relegation chat then, let's look specifically at game week 24. Before we run through my, Dave, and Sam's changes, Mark will be revealing his one-week wonder team. He has to pick a team to get as many points as possible from this one game week. And I've not told Sam and Dave this yet, but this weekend, Goals Liverpool correspondent Neil Jones set a new high score with 77 points. Boom! Smashed it out of the park. Uh, Aguero was his captain, which was undoubtedly the, the highlight of that with 26 points. But he also smashed it with Van Dijk getting 15, Foster got 9 points. And Adama Traore was a great pick. He got 10 points from. him. So well done, Neil. Mark, it's going to be hard to match that. But hopefully you can improve a little bit on your 38 points. That you I got. just
1: want to raise a point of order here. Mark has got an advantage because it's a double Liverpool game week. Is he allowed the second match? Because I'm not too worried about this this week. But when it becomes a massive double game week, that
0: one lucky soul will have like 18 matches. They to will. And that is the luck of the draw, unfortunately. I mean, I mean, you could say that some weeks... Considering you book the guests, it doesn't <laughs> feel that lucky. <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? It can go either way though, can't it? Sometimes you get top heavy on a team and they don't perform. There's always a bit of a in an iron with this. It's always going to be an element of luck. Can't ban guests from double game week potential. So, yes, you get Liverpool picks, you get your double points from that. Go okay,
3: on. well, in that case, given I did a lot of research before last time and got hardly any points, <laughs> I, I feel yeah. like I was hard done by because I picked it, I picked that Burnley would keep a clean sheet, picked Eric Peters, and he went off before, is it the hour mark before you get the yeah. <laughs> points went off Fifteen minute. And so as a sign of how little research i've done this time i didn't realize it was a double game week for liverpool (laughs) and west ham so there are none of their players in my starting lineup
0: you put all your research into the relegation one though, so that's fine yeah yeah indeed (laughs) all right then run through your team
3: okay so my goalkeeper is reyner cool aston villa um and i always stick with stachelenberg as my reserve keeper (laughs) because he's four million um my three man defense is soyonchu at leicester Dean at Everton. Oh, no, I tell a lie. I did pick one Liverpool player, Robertson. I, I managed to get some extra money that I didn't think I had. Oh, it's been nice. a long day, hasn't it, so far? It has <laughs> been a long day. Did you say Keane <laughs> from Everton, was it? Dean. 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 Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Um, and then the two subs are Ramsey at Southampton and Reed at West Ham okay. because they're both £3.9 million. Making up the numbers there. Yep. Uh, midfield, De Bruyne. And then, you know, why make a decision between who do you prefer between Grealish and Madison? Just have both, <laughs> which, which is what nice. I've gone for. Um, you know, I'm obviously going to hit up Madison on social media and just ask him to hit it first time going forward. <laughs> well, certainly this ignore week. Brendan. <laughs> yeah, ignore <laughs> Brendan. You know, and take Sam's advice. On oh, James, board. Uh, lad in the office. Yeah,
1: coffee <laughs> <a> tips. <laughs> Leather it first time.
3: So, um, and then also son at Spurs. Uh, because obviously I mean they're at home to Norwich so hopefully he'll chip in with a goal or two yeah and my reserve is uh, Curtis Jones at Liverpool again he's 4.3 so making up the numbers there. making up the numbers and then my three strikers Mason Greenwood 4.4 million especially now Rashford's injured it and they're at home to Burnley it would it's almost inconceivable that Solskjaer wouldn't start with him because you know what's the point of leaving him on the bench, and you know who actually you're going to have up front. Martial, after his uh, effort against Liverpool yesterday, I'm not sure he'll necessarily uh, trust him up front. But I think he's Greenwood's got to play. Uh, Vardy, uh, home to West Ham. Hopefully that missed penalty won't affect him too much. You know what can I say? I'm a sheep. Aguero. <laughs> I think it's
0: a, a good sheep move there. Sometimes it's good to go yeah, with the crowd. You know, you know. You know I mean, the safety yeah, in numbers. That's
3: it. I mean, I know obviously Sheffield United's. Defence, you know, they don't concede many goals at all. But probably if any team is going to sort of break them apart at some point this season, I think it's going to be City. So that's why I've kind of gone okay. De Bruyne and Aguero. Uh, and I've still got 0.2 million spare. Oh, wow.
0: You keep it, mate. Yeah, Thanks. left us do a change for you. Who's your captain in that lot?
3: I'm going to go really bold and put Greenwood as my captain. Oh, wow. Oh, fortune
0: favourite. I hope you win this now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, well best of luck with that team Mark and we'll uh, have a look next week of how it's done Uh, Sam, how's your team looking this week have you made any changes?
1: Uh, Not yet but I'm going to um, because I've I've very much lived in the moment and haven't got enough Liverpool players in to take advantage of the double game week so I think I'm going to drop a free hit ooh uh, because I'm happy with the team if if it reverts back to it so that's all good and I think I will be getting Salah, Mane and Trent in and also cheeky little West Ham double of Snodgrass and my favourite striker Hilaire. Um Just Whoa, to, didn't he criticise you for He what? does. He's just yeah, yeah. Shit <laughs> all the time. All ah, right. So I'm more likely to be having them, and then the rest of the lads will probably stick around. Do you not have Mane then? You say you're going to put Mane in? Is he not already in there? Oh, he's, he's already in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, okay. But But um, Salah and Trent. And uh, do you know I'm actually toying with dropping Mane in like in the real, in my real team and mm-hmm. bringing Salah in. He is in better form at the moment, Mm -hmm. isn't he? And Mane missing that chance, that one-on-one, you know, I need my
0: my most expensive players to be burying in them all day long. He'll be smashing them in this game week. I think he's going to be my captain. I'm not settled on it yet. but Do you know what I think? One thing I did think about, though,
1: of potentially not putting Salah in, or not putting Mane in, sorry, and putting Robertson in, was I think he's at risk of a bit of rotation. All of, all of the front three can have a bit of rotation if they want to get a Rigi or Shaqiri in,
0: or maybe even a So, well, uh, my theory is that because they have the FA Cup match in between it, that might be the one where they rotate it and I yeah. actually play with the front three, the top front three for that, um, for both Premier League matches. But you're right, it could definitely happen. Klopp's been known to do it before. Maybe he'll give Minamino a chance.
1: We'll never know, do we? We'll find we out know. later. We, we will. Find out later.
0: Um, I'll, I've already said I've made my wildcard changes. So I do have a lot of changes in my team. Uh, I actually made my changes before Sunday, so before Pope got nine points against Leicester, which I was not expecting. But he's gone. He's finally gone. He uh, wasn't performing very well recently. He'd actually gone down a little on price, so uh, I didn't make as much as I'd hoped I would by getting rid of him. But I put, I've thrown in McCarthy, Southampton goalkeeper, because they've got a few favourable fixtures coming up. I've also put in a second Liverpool defender so I've got Gomez in there just in time for the double game week for Liverpool uh, Van Dijk is obviously already in there Tanganga I don't know if you, that's how you say his name yeah the Spurs 4 million defender who has played the last couple of games got 5 points the weekend against Watford he's a gamble he might not play long term but he's 4 million so Ooh, that's yeah a one. I thought I'd go with it considering I think Mourinho hopefully will sort out the defence soon and they might get some clean sheet points who knows but yeah, so he's really cheap. So he's helped basically me trying, me getting Aguero in was difficult with my current team because I couldn't bring myself to drop De Bruyne, couldn't bring myself to drop Mane. I just wanted it all. I want to have my cake and I wanted to fucking eat it. But uh, yeah, so I managed to Too get right. him in there. Too right. Um, but I've dropped Son. So he's probably the main person. Well, that that's to pain you. It really you did, him, yeah. And they, I think someone said they got Norwich this weekend as well, which at home. So I'm probably going to regret that. Yeah. If I could try and get him in and get rid of Madison and find two million down the side of the sofa. That would be nice. Yeah. But... I can
3: give you 0.2 million of mine that's left over.
0: <laughs> Still got a bit to go, but I'll, I'll take that. Thank you, Mark. Okay, yeah, I'll see if the game will let me I'll do that. I'll give 1.7 million. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I haven't made too many changes. To be honest, I'm tempted to do it a bit more because I feel like if you're doing a workout, you should sweep everything aside. But some of my team is decent, so I haven't really changed my midfield too much. Almiron, I've already mentioned, I've managed to squeeze him in there. He's going to be on my bench most weeks, probably. But Greenwood, as uh, as my said before, I think you say 4.4 million. 4.4. Yeah, so he's gone up 0.1, but he's one that I think a lot of people will look at mm-hmm. now with Rashford having his back injury out for six yeah, he's weeks. He's got a
1: double stress fracture.
0: He was already playing with a
1: stress fracture. Hmm. You know, I'm I'm no medically trained. Um, well, I'm just not medically trained. You're not trained, a doctor. <laughs> so I'm not a doctor. Uh, but... Broken backs are pretty serious, aren't they? <laughs> you would think so. Yeah, yeah I never I mind playing know. professional sport with one. Um, but yeah. I As think al- Jonathan
2: Hogg broke his neck once and then he was back in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, but that's Yorkshire, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Built different round, are you? <laughs> yeah.
0: What about you, Dave? What have you done with your team? What are you thinking about doing with your team?
2: Um, I flirted a little bit. I've got two transfers, you see, so I flirted a little bit with putting players in, but just the way the fixtures are this week. I'm not going to make any rash decisions. Uh, I was just looking then and I could get a Triori in if I axe Madison and axe Vardy and get Aguero in. If I was going to go knee-jerk, got to get Aguero in as soon as possible. But I'm not going to do that, I don't think, because
3: uh,
2: I look at that Sheffield United victory, even though it's Man City, I look at the Sheffield United victory and think, I don't know if they'll necessarily go to town on them. I mean, they didn't beat Palace that of it well the dream so <laughs> uh, they didn't beat, they just didn't beat palace um so yeah i don't think that's a dead cert either and even though everyone's probably going for aguero in a big way at the moment i'm just gonna hold off i think hold fire yeah so look at the rest of my team um i can potentially strengthen up the bench a little bit as i've got players like rico in there and uh who else Cantwell. um could potentially be changed out, so I'll, I might strengthen in those areas. Really,
1: Um how much cash you got in the bank, sorry, right?
2: I think I've only got point three. A little bit at least. So change. there's a little bit. You can have a play around, but I mean, Mane, I get might be a good shout to swap in for Salah. I I, I do think there's there might be like I was a bit surprised to see Mane missed a couple of chances against United and it did make me think nah, maybe he's not quite there um, they're the same price now aren't they as well just looking at 12.4 uh, for both yeah so yeah. it's pretty much just so you if, you if you feel one of them's going to do better then maybe you swap them out but then De Bruyne's in there Cantwell Decore um, Cantwell's cheap so I don't know. It's it's getting a bit like for like, isn't it, really? Calvert-Lewin did quite well on your bench this weekend. Yeah, thanks for reminding me, mate. <laughs> thanks for reminding me, yeah. Was it eight points he got? Yeah, eight points for Lee sat there on the bench. That's like I say, the midfield let me down big time. I thought they would get a few more points, but uh, they didn't. I should have left Calvert-Lewin in, but hey-ho. TBC on transfers for now then.
0: Yeah. It'll be nothing exciting Let's put it that way (laughs) Your motto for the season (laughs) It's a potential team name for next season (laughs) (laughs) Alright let's wrap this up Dave, Sam, Mark Thanks very much for joining us today Listeners you can get in touch by tweeting your fancy football thoughts With hashtag UKFFS Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Follow on Spotify Or however you listen to podcasts on your favourite platform Leave a review if you liked it And if you didn't What are you still doing here? Check out Gold for your daily dose of football news from the Premier League and around the world. Thanks for listening.